What is going on everyone? Welcome back to Apocalypse Movies and our first video edition of the Padawan Podcast. Alright. Um, we are evolving here and we are very, very excited. Um, my name is Jake Berlin, aka Qui-Gon Jake. I'm the host of the Padawan Podcast here for Apocalypse. And to my left I have Gio Ramos welcoming back to our podcast. C3 Hello. Gio himself. Thank you for having me. Um, Evil C3. Thank you, Gio. And then Evil to my C3. right we have the newly named uh, Grand Admiral Sino, Brian Avalasino, kind of a good little flow there for his, uh, his Star Wars name. Got rid of Jacob. Um, Jacobs. <laughs> and so if, if this is your first time uh, joining us here on the Padawan, just a little background. This is our Star Wars podcast. We break down everything from the galaxy far, far away. Uh, and that can include movies, television, books, comics, uh, toys, who knows? It could be anything video in the games. world of Star Wars. Video games, you are correct. Um, and we are here to talk about it, have some fun talking about it. And we are very excited to talk about it. And uh, for those of you, for those of you who have been listening and now watching, the show is now transferring over to an hour. It will now be an hour long. Um, there is enough going on in Star Wars at the moment for us to be able to talk about it, and so we're going to take advantage of it. And today we have a good lineup of stuff to talk about. And uh, that begins with the news that, or not confirmed news, but rumors at the moment that the brand new Rise of Skywalker trailer will be debuting on Monday Night Football on October twenty-first. Something we expected, but we got a date reveal. Um, not a lot of people are expecting uh, the 14th. Um, they are expecting the 21st, and uh, we are very excited. And we're going to plan on doing a group reaction to that, watch some football together, put up the camera, do a little reaction. It'll be really, really cool. The first time ever doing it. But uh, uh, guys, not the group one. Well, a group one. A group one. You yeah. and I did it. We did the Last Jedi, that uh, but so we have not done the five of us a group reaction yeah. together yet. Yeah. Gio, I mean, what do you think, man? The new Rise of Skywalker trailer. Are you looking forward to it? What do you expect? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, their decision to do it four years ago on Monday Night Football for The Force Awakens was a brilliant move. I mean, Star Wars doesn't need you know any help as far as you know attracting viewers. It's what up there with Harry Potter as the biggest you know fandom. Um, out there and uh, I think it's gonna be special I hope I can watch it live I hope I'm not working oh I'll man let you know. <laughs> but if I have to I will be behind my hotel lobby desk just like you just know. have like a well, cut corner yeah we're gonna try it well maybe I'll, I'll photoshop you in in the corner of the of the reaction there you go find, find a way to put you in there with the five of us uh yeah I mean th this this trailer is gonna be wild mm -hmm. it, it's gonna be wild because the trailers haven't really revealed a whole lot. Obviously, the whole double-bladed lightsaber thing with Rey is the biggest thing we've gotten to this point, but that could very well be a, a fake shot or a vision that doesn't really mean anything mm -hmm. at, at the end of it. Um, this trailer is most likely going to give us everything they can give us that doesn't spoil anything, and it's going to be absolutely mind-blowing, in my opinion. I cannot wait. I heard when we first started hearing the rumblings that this was going to happen... The one thing that I caught more than anything out of it was someone had said that it's the darkest Star Wars trailer ever. I have no doubt. I mean, Palpatine's oh. coming back. We know what, what Kylo's capable of. Mm -hmm. The First Order's on the rise a little bit. I mean, there's there's some dark stuff going on in Star Wars right now. I cannot wait. It's going to be wild. Do we think that Palpatine is going to be the main voiceover? Do you think he'll be the main voiceover? Or maybe the end of the trailer like he was last time? Or do you think he'll save him a little bit? Him or Kylo Ren. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, we haven't heard Kylo speak at all. We haven't heard him We've at heard all. Luke, right? We have heard Luke. We have yeah. heard Luke. Heard Luke. Um, heard Palpatine. We haven't heard Ray speak. Have we? I 
if it is, it was for like a second. I think it was just her breathing in the first trailer, right? Yeah, maybe. It has to be Palpatine. If you say that it's gonna, or that you've heard it's one of the darker trailers or darkest trailers of Star Wars, it has to be Palpatine. Yeah, I don't know. I Kylo Ren hasn't has been all quiet up until which this is a point. good thing. They're not spoiling it's anything. Impression. Supreme Leader, Supreme Kylo Ren. Leader Kylo Ren. You are correct. I I forgot. I was at Target and saw the toy Supreme Leader yeah. Kylo Ren, and yeah. I was like, oh, I forgot about that. So. If it's if it's him just talking like evil stuff, so, oh how love it. It's gonna be wild. Either way, it's gonna be absolutely wild. If if it was if you didn't hear that it was a dark trailer, what are the chances that they would have gone something lighter to like really excite fans with like Leia, like Leia, Leia doing some kind of voiceover? I I can't imagine it. I think uh, they're gonna their only intention with uh, this last installment is to give her a proper send off. They have limited footage. They don't want to do too much, I, th I think. So I think if, if you limit what you do with, with Leia and, you know, kind of send her off, I think it's the best way to go. I mean, I agree. From what I've seen, I've seen enough to be confident with the Leia stuff. Like, I kind of don't even want to see anymore from that first trailer I saw. The shots that we see are just so emotional. And they're so much. They literally look like she did them. Yeah. Like, and yeah. it's wild. I. JJ's a magician, man. He found a way. I, oh, I cannot wait. Found a way. Trailer. Will this be the, the final trailer? It better be. It, it will be the final main trailer. They'll do an international trailer and then they'll do TV spots. TV spots, yeah. Yeah, they'll do. It, that's typically what they do. They typically drop an international trailer like a week after this main one for everybody overseas and everything. And then they'll do probably like 10 to 12 to 15 TV spots through its run. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if those TV spots are all very similar. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, we, we saw what Endgame did. They didn't, they, there was a lot of TV spots that were very similar. Using the same footage over and over again. Would not be surprised if they're doing the same thing with this because it is the last of the Skywalker saga. Yeah. It's a big one. So, um, but let's move on to our first real main topic. And uh, our first two things are going to cover some stuff that happened last week. Um, before we shot, or that happened right after we shot our, our most recent Padawan. Um, and this one has to do with Deborah Chow, uh, who directed two episodes of The Mandalorian, and she's also done stuff um, like Jessica Jones, uh, Breaking Bad, and uh, some other things in TV as well. And she has officially been hired to uh, direct the Obi-Wan series, and not just an episode or two, she's doing the entire series. Um, and that news dropped last week, and this is what Kathleen Kennedy said, if you have not heard it already. We really wanted to select a director who was able to explore both the quiet determination and rich mystique of Obi-Wan in a way that folds seamlessly into the Star Wars saga. Based on her phenomenal work developing our characters in The Mandalorian, I'm absolutely confident Deborah is the right director to tell this story. Now, I really like this choice. I really do. I mean, I think that what she's done with certain properties in the past has been pretty strong. Um, and for Lucasfilm to give her an entire series bodes really well for not just her but her work on the and mandalorian it's and it's obi-wan which is a big thing yeah and you have to because more than likely this is the only time we'll ever see this character again there's only so much time you can play with him right you can only tell so many stories within that time gap and so i i'm guessing this is going to be some kind of exclusive limited series and to give her the six or eight episodes that they're using that, that's big time for her you and think that, they're only going to do six to eight episodes i do it, it'll no. be a six to eight hour movie guaranteed and that's it yep Guaranteed. No. Uh, I'll put my money on it right now. I'm talking about Disney now. 
I'll, I'll put my money on it right now. There's I no think, way they do two or three seasons. I think, oh, see, now it's funny because I was literally about to say, I, I bet you they'll do two or three seasons of it. <laughs> There's only so much you can tell. But that's first of all, I mean, uh, Deborah Chow. Deborah Chow, let's stay on track. She's perfect. With it. She's she's on target. Per- I mean, she's perfect for it. Her track record speaks for herself. And, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, they just don't give any filmmakers a series long, you know. Not Disney. With one of the most beloved characters in Star Wars Mm -hmm. of all time. And they know that this is something fans have been waiting for for years. Decades. 15 years. I mean, uh, that was, what, 2005 was the last time we saw him? Yeah, 2005. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, she's she's very talented and... um, I just can't wait to see what she tells. And I think the episodes from The Mandalorian are going to be very telling type of style she tells. Obviously, it'll be a little bit different from what Obi-Wan is. But I think watching her episodes, because she did two of them on The Mandalorian, will give us a chance to really kind of see what she can do in Star Wars. And maybe we'll be able to tell a little bit farther as what she's able to do. Or should that be the two episodes that really stand out? And it's like, okay, I now now I know why. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case if they gave her this. That would be right? wild for her to be the standout with all the other... Uh, Taika, Taika uh, Rick Famua, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, you have, uh, you know, Dave Filoni did some. I mean, the list is ridiculous, and she's the one that got Obi-Wan? Man, that's pretty big. That is pretty big. And not just a couple episodes or something. The whole series. Yeah. The whole series. Six to eight episodes. Yeah. I can't imagine Obi-Wan having much dialogue, at least in the early on in his series, you know, given what he's been through, what he's, the time that he's living in, you know. He's a hermit. It'll be very uh, performance, you know, non-vocal, heavy performance, and... He's gonna maybe she's the type, or yeah. or maybe the series is a lead up to him being a hermit, and whatever happens in these episodes is why he essentially puts everything down and becomes Ben Kenobi. Like maybe his name transforms through the series, and he officially goes from Obi Wan to Ben Kenobi, and we kind of get that little gap right there. Because it takes place eight years after Revenge mm-hmm. of the Sith. I got a feeling he tries to do something, and it goes ter- exactly terribly wrong. Exactly. And- uh, two questions. One, do we see a young Luke? Uh, yes. If you yes. do, Slightly. it's going to be like him playing from behind. You're never going to see a face. So that leads into my second question, which is almost a lock. Joel Edgerton back. Yeah. Going to happen, right? It has to. It, right? Which means a young Luke probably is going to happen. Because he, Uncle Ben did not like Well, Obi- and. Obi-Wan. We don't know what happened there. Exactly. We don't know why they don't like each other. And that that's, to, this is probably going to tell that. That has to be a story that's told. Yeah. Because yeah. he specifically was like that old kook or whatever mm-hmm. in the thing. Like he was not nice about him. So there's maybe they go on some kind of adventure together. Dude, Ed, yes, Edgerton so, something has and McGregor. Happen. Yeah. Dude, it'd be dope because it'd be perfect because it, I mean, like a buddy cop series. When when they gave. When he gave him Luke, they seemed like they were just like, "Oh, thank you." Like, they were cordial towards each other. Yeah. yeah, the one that the old man, old Ben, and that whole thing—they were not. He did not sound like he was happy with him. Did not like him. Well, Obi Wan, I think in the beginning, didn't trust him. You know, his hand gestures said it all. He's just like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm gonna watch closely. You know, Yoda. One of his last wishes was for me to watch the boy. I don't. I maybe he doesn't agree with it. What do we know about Obi-Wan? He didn't agree with uh, 
his uh, former master Qui Gon's you know decisions, and yeah. so he's always been the type where I just I don't even with Anakin he was he was always hesitant about you know trusting people and their decisions you know so I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into it. So. It's gonna be so cool to see those two back though. Fifteen years later, please bring Liam Neeson in somehow. Oh, he—he's a hundred percent. Don't even get me started. He's one hundred percent. Start happy. with him. It's a hundred percent happening. He—he he gets right. I will. I will put so much money on this that it's actually happening. It's—it's a hundred percent happening. Can you imagine just the the day we're watching it and all of a sudden just Force Ghost Qui Gon? Just... Yeah, we're 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 definitely gonna do some like Mandalorian watch alongs or Obi Wan watch alongs and. Mm. What if they like don't even reveal that he's actually in the show, and then all of a sudden you just hear his voice, and it never even comes out I that think... he's in the show? It won't happen in this day and age. It will yeah. never happen. Someone yeah. will get a hold of it. But could you imagine? Because realistically, he doesn't have to be on set. It's just voiceover. You don't no, think, I, think a... I think they'll put him in a ghost. You don't think well, a hologram? Yeah, like, like yeah, it'll hologram. be like a hologram, like a force ghost, like a force ghost. He doesn't yeah. technically have to be there. It could, mm, they could for... motion capture uh, his ghost movement. Possibly depending I mean, on like how, how they do Yoda it. was. He literally like was moving and then sat down on yeah, the wall. That's true. And stuff. That's true. It'd be very interesting. Anyway, um, okay. So moving on to our next story. Uh, this literally dropped within minutes of us finishing our last pad one. Minutes. Um, literally minutes, and so we didn't get to shoot it uh, two weeks ago, uh, but we're going to be talking about Kevin Feige producing a Star Wars film, and um, this is some massive news. This is obviously some very, very big news, and before we give our thoughts, I wanted to kind of read the quote from Alan Horn, uh, where his words were released with THR, and they got a quote from him, and he said the following, we are excited about the projects Kathy, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, and the Lucasfilm teams are working on, not only in terms of Star Wars, but also Indiana Jones. And reaching into other parts of the company, oh, I didn't hear that including tr *Children of Blood and Bone* with Emma Watts and Fox. With the close, with the close of the Skywalker saga, Kathy is pursuing a new era in Star Wars storytelling. And knowing what a diehard fan Kevin is, it made sense for these two extraordinary producers to work on a Star Wars film together. Now, um, the article also made note to say that uh, there is no plan for Kathleen Kennedy to um, step down. It's like she's still in plan, or she's still in charge in the, at the moment. And her contract is up in 2021. But the rumor today, this actually happened today. By the time this is released, this was yesterday. I read a rumor out there that said that Kathleen Kennedy plans to step down after Indy 5. After Indiana Jones 5, um, which comes out, I believe, in two years. And so that would happen around her contract ending. Um, now, this could point to possibly Feige stepping in or someone else stepping in, like Filoni or something. Mm. But first of all... <laughs> Uh, the thoughts of Feige producing a Star Wars movie. Let's dive into that first, then we'll talk about the replacements and stuff a little bit later. Um, just initial reaction. Is this a good idea? <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. Come on. Is have it you a, seen is what it even he's a question? done? Yeah. Uh, have you seen Endgame? Like, this is so obvious. It, uh, I mean... I mean, what else is there to say? It's a good choice. It's, he's a good guy. It's he does. genius, and I didn't even see it coming. Like, I didn't really? even... I would never thought... Like, I'm sure we've talked about it before, but it it was so, like, out of left field at the time. Mm. Because Endgame just happened, Star Wars, the saga's ending, like, we didn't know what was happening, and so you're probably very surprised, like I was, when it happened. Well, I was just like, why... I almost felt like I was like, why didn't I think of this yeah. earlier? Like, why didn't I say, like, why aren't people being like, he should be Star Wars? I... 
I do have a little bit of hesitancy, though. I mean, is like, this, the is this too much? Suffer? Is this too much, honestly? Because the MCU is expanding already. They just got Fox back. They have the uh, Disney Plus shows. They have the movies now. And now he's going from that into Star Wars as well and helping them out. Like, is that too much? Well, the question is, is, is it just the one movie? That, the article revealed he's producing a Star Wars movie. He's not stepping in as a regular producer or as like, a, as like the creative head or in the writer's room or something. So that question all lies on how much is he actually doing? Is it just one movie or is it something further into that? Is this a build-up to something? I think or... if I had to guess, he's a brilliant planner of things. I would not be surprised if they used him to set up something for that. He's a visionary. Yeah. yeah. He is very good at setting the groundwork and building. How many? He had the last 22 movies planned out how many years ago? Like, he has stuff planned out years and years and years in advance i would not be surprised if this is something there because we keep hearing a lot about knights of the old republic i wouldn't be surprised if they say all right you've got three years plan something for us to do for like a couple years ahead and that's what he does i, I would not be surprised if that's how they use him i will say the difference with this because with marvel he had years of being a producer on some of Marvel's early 2000 hits and not so hits. Mm -hmm. He is basically an encyclopedia of Marvel. He knows Marvel in and out. He is definitely a fan of Star Wars, but what is his knowledge? What is his knowledge? Like what what is his credentials in in that, you know? mythology you know story and whatnot we know what he can do as a, f a filmmaker because he has so much knowledge with marvel well it'll be interesting to see what he does with star wars it's also uh, a matter of what is he into in star wars mm -hmm. what what is he is his favorite thing diving into the force is his favorite thing the political side of it all is his favorite thing the military side of it all we we don't know exactly what it is about Star Wars that hooks him. And so it'll be quite interesting to see what he develops and how much he kind of dives into the mythology of certain things because, I mean, we've heard him talk about his, fan, his, his fandom of Star Wars, but he's never specifically said, this is what Star Wars makes for me. Can I make a prediction right now? I've been thinking about this. Yes, yeah, I have one too. I think he, along the topic of what you think he's going to do, I wouldn't be surprised... If he took on like a like a Han Solo, like the smuggler, like slick Rick pirate type guy storyline, and the person I think would be genius for it would be Chris Evans. I mean, I, we already we already saw all the tweets from Chris Evans and Brie Larson about being in there. I, it it makes complete sense. Can you not see Chris Evans? Playing Chris that? Evans is perfect. Out of all the Marvel actors, he's the perfect choice for a Star Wars movie. Hundred percent. That, that's why I literally can see. Him. I can't see Chris Evans being a Jedi. I can't see I can. him wielding... Really? Yeah. But I can also see him being a lot of a different thing than Star I Wars. I can see him playing that smooth-talking, Han Solo-type, slick-like guy. I can just envision it, and I would not be surprised if that's what ends up happening. Yeah. I can totally see it. Because I don't think they're going to use Brie Larson. 
I don't think that they will ever use her. I think she's... I'll never say never, but it's not right now. Yeah. Her, her Marvel contract's too big. She's too important in that universe yeah. right now. So, and he's out. And he's saying yes. Like, I can... Yeah, his, his, I tweet, can... His, tweet was, his tweet was super funny. Collider tweeted, I was like, which Marvel actor would you like to see in Star Wars? And he replied, me. <laughs> That's it. Um, I have a prediction. There, um, one of them's not really a prediction, but one of them is, and I think you'd like this. Mm. I do think that he's a massive fan and interested in the Force, but I also think that it has to do with the dark side. I think I could see him going to the beginnings of the dark side, playing with the Rule of Two, maybe like a Darth Bane, Darth Plagueis type of storyline, where you're diving in like maybe a time of like the Sith armies, or you know, going to the to the very beginnings of it all and seeing the first ever Dark Lord taking. Mm. taking shape and you don't think that's what the game of thrones people are doing no i think they're doing the knights of the old republic which is a little bit different i think he he can go way back to like the guardians of the wills and like all of that stuff because i think that's something that very and we've seen him do good with some villains in the in the marvel marvel universe but he's played a lot more with heroes than bad guys i could really see him playing with bad guys in star wars but here's something that i think would be really cool and it'll never happen. I would really love to see Kevin Feige produce a George Lucas written Star Wars movie. Not directed, written. If you bring George Lucas back, Feige is the perfect person to oversee that movie. The perfect person to oversee that movie. I would love that, but... It'll never happen. Wasn't his recent comments he felt betrayed? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he did, what if they say, hey, we want to use one of your scripts, George? Heard that before. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair um, enough. What does this mean for Ryan Johnson's? Well, there, there's been conflicting reports over the last couple weeks. I think it was like maybe a week or two ago. He was very confident about it. Um, he was saying some things like he's still working on it. And I think in news either yesterday or the day before, he says something along the lines like, I would love for it to happen, which obviously doesn't give confidence behind it. But I will never say never. Star Wars just has a lot going on. I a, they have a lot going on. I personally think they canned him months ago, and they're just keeping it low until uh, nine comes out. Possibly, and then afterwards, and afterwards they're like, "No, we're not going to do this." Well, and, and the big thing is, is we have to keep in mind that the that Benioff and Weiss—they're doing their three movies. They're developing them. They're not directing them at the moment. They're developing them, and those are coming out twenty twenty two, twenty four, and twenty six. And so it wouldn't be until at least like 28, 30 that we would see a Ryan Johnson Star Wars movie. So they very much could still happen. They very much could still happen. Or maybe he has a story that's great for a Star Wars television show. I could see that. Never know. I mean, he's done television in the past. He worked on Breaking Bad. He has one of the all-time greatest Breaking Bad episodes. And so I could definitely... And it, they're giving it money like a, like a movie, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he can, split his, he can split his idea up into six or eight episodes or however many. So I could see that happening as well. Um, but I, I do think I definitely think that he's not done with Star Wars personally. I don't think he's done with Star Wars. No, I don't think he's done. But I just can. a matter of when. I yeah. think he's done. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but we all think Kevin Feige is a good sign, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a good sign for Kevin Feige. Uh, maybe Lucasfilm was like, "We need, we have all this material. We need some way to help guide it." And they're like, "Oh, Kevin, hey, you busy? No, that game just came out." We need you over here. That's we what got I think. All these characters, all these stories. We need you to create a timeline. That's for right. Us. That's exactly what I think is happening. So the next step of this comment or this reveal is the Kathleen Kennedy stuff. If she is in fact going to step down, 
Do you think there's a possibility of no. Feige stepping in for her? They need to make it Dave Filoni. They need to. I think they need to make it somebody else. Because um, Feige's contract is... Well, we don't know. We don't no know. idea, yeah. Is, is this just, a grooming process for him? Uh, no, I don't he, know. He I, needs to stay on top of Marvel, and then he could help them out. No, he could do both. Not be the runners of Marvel and Star Wars. You, that's too much. I think Marvel needs him more because, as as you're starting to see, they're they're, they're going deeper and deeper into their character vault, and yeah. who knows the character vault of Marvel better than Kevin Feige? You know, I mean, especially when you just got rid of Iron Man, Captain America, probably soon to be Thor, the Chris Hemsworth Thor. You're bringing in all these other characters. Probably, yeah, you're starting to bring in... Shang, what's it? Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi and all these other ones. Yeah. Who knows those characters? Exactly. So, if they're going to do it, they need to make sure they're doing it right. Coming and off of, yeah. Him being like, okay, I'm going to step back a little bit to go help Star Wars, it would blow up in their mm-hmm. face, I think. Why I think, fix what isn't broken? Yeah. I think they need him now more than ever. Yeah. Not so that you think he's going to have to move on at some point, though? No, I think if, he'll. Have if a, he wants to, yeah, um, he'll move on when they're done with the MCU. Which, I mean, who knows when that is? I don't think he's being groomed for Star Wars. I personally think he's being groomed to run Disney and step into Bob Iger's role. Mm. Personally, I don't know. I think Bob Iger is gonna grasp that throat as long as he can. He can always have. He can always have a hand in that. But I really think that at some point, Bob Iger in the next few years is gonna step down. And I really think that Disney's starting to groom Kevin Feige and put his hands in everything so he knows how to do everything. And I can really see Feige stepping into that Iger role. Mm. Big time. Maybe not ESPN, you know. But... <laughs> you let those guys do what they need to do, obviously. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, okay, well, let's move on to our next topic, which has to do with, of course, the rise of Skywalker. Not too long away here. Uh, but we have some interesting... Do you realize we're like a month old? Like, almost to the day, a month away from the first Mandalorian. Yeah. <sighs> a month, a month Sorry, away. Sorry, didn't mean well, to say uh, Where's the time going? I'm just yeah. like, where's the time going? Yeah, November 12th. Jesus. And it's not going to be dropped all at once, which is sweet. We get to kind of... Why not? Ro- we get six weeks of it. It's better. <sighs> I guess. I mean... You would not- rather binge it all at one time than just savor it? Not everything needs to be binged. Yeah, true, but that's just the world we live in nowadays. I it don't is, know. but I like that Disney's kind of going the opposite direction. Uh, I guess you just don't want to agree with Disney. No, I agree with <laughs> Disney about Kevin Feige. Yeah, so good move, obvious. Cop out. Ah, uh, see, there we go. Classic C three G over here. Um, okay, so sorry, didn't mean sidetrack. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker. So uh, Empire Magazine, with every major movie, they do a cool little spread for their magazine. And they released a bunch of images, a bunch of quotes, a bunch of covers. Great images. Uh, they had some really, really cool covers that had to do with Kylo Ren and Rey. Um, and the stuff kind of trickled out, the images and quotes. And specifically this one from co-writer Chris Terrio, who worked with JJ on The Rise of Skywalker. Um, and he said the following about the conclusion of the saga and kind of how they got there. Uh, he said, one of them is a simple one. Who is Rey? Which is a question that people not only wonder about quite literally, but wonder about in the spiritual sense. How can Rey become the spiritual heir to the Jedi? We kept coming back to who is Rey. And how can we give the most satisfying answer that 
not only factually, because obviously people are interested in whether there's more to be learned about Rey's story, but more importantly, who is she as a character? How will she find the courage and will and inner strength and power to carry on what she has inherited? The second question is, how strong is the force? What is the force and how strong is the force? Those two things were really important. Um, I love this quote. I love these words from him because those are two extremely important things going into this movie. Um, and I know we've seen the force heavily in a lot of movies in the past, but if you look back on all of the past Star Wars movies, you could think, okay, if they're writing this, that one of the questions was never how powerful is the force? It never, like the force is always there and we've always seen powerful Jedi, but there's always been so many other things going on. Like the prequels was all about setting up Vader or taking down the Republic. The, the, the original trilogy was about taking down the Empire. The Force was kind of like there, but we were still learning about it. This seems to be the first movie where they're like going, the Force has to be a main character in the movie. Like it legitimately has to be a main character in the movie. And then the stuff with Rey obviously is a good thing because we've always wondered about who she is and it seems like they're finally gonna answer it and they put it in the forefront. You think they could make like the Force actually like be alive in this movie? Um, like embodied in the like an entity. Character. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't necessarily. Th I just. It's just there. I think like like what Qui Gon or the past Jedi have said. Like it just it runs through everything. We're not physically gonna see like a blob of the Force. Like I don't think we're gonna see like a physical being of the Force. I really don't. I, hope don't. I, I really don't. But I do think that we're gonna see the Force at its ultimate strength, and we're gonna learn more about it in this movie than we ever have in the past. Do and that mean? relates to both Ray. Kylo Ren and Palpatine. Give me uh, what's the name of that? Force Unleashed. No, the video, video game. game where he brings down the Death Star. Or not Death Star. The Star Destroyer. Star 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 Star. did. Didn't he do that with one hand? No, I did it with two. two? Did it with two. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a story about Luke doing it with one hand. Jeez. There was a legend, uh, a mythical story about Luke doing it. But I mean, these questions, guys. I mean, if these two questions drove the story and the writing process for this film. What do we think? I like I it. Mean, I mean, it, the the questions have to be answered. I feel the like Ray one has to be. Answered. I feel like people would go insane if they did it. Yeah, I mean, there there was. I, I felt like the last Jedi didn't really give us much. No, because no one believed anything about. Oh, they were filthy drunks, junk traders. No, everyone was like, no. I think that's true. No, I don't. You think her parents are something bigger? I think that. She's a clone. But wouldn't that... Maybe her parents still are drug traders, though. So maybe Kylo is telling the truth if she's a clone. But that's a story for another time. Yeah. These questions. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I like it. I, I think we need definitely need more answers about the Force. We saw the Force do some things in The Last Jedi that were a little bit off. But also, like, oh, it gave us more of a understanding of what you know, uh, people are capable of who understand and feel the force and are gifted with that. I mean, people who aren't gifted with that even, you, we saw a little bit of that in Rogue One with Donnie Yen's character. Um, but like, why, did, why, does, why does the force choose those specific people, maybe? Yeah. Like, can we dive into that a little bit? Or, yeah, why like, does Broom Boy have the force? Or, like, why, why did it choose Rey? Or, or why, does, why does the, why do the Skywalkers have it specifically, like, through their bloodline or, you know, anything like that? Do you think those kind of answers are going to be revealed, or are they going to save that for another time? I think uh, they have to be revealed, but 
further expanded. I don't think you can do all this in one movie. No, I mean, you'd have to do a three and a half hour type movie. But I think we're gonna get a lot of answers. But I think the force itself it's it's so vast it's so it's so large so grand that it, it'll it carry on into the future of star wars yeah i mean <laughs> you said it all to me honestly the thing that i i'm more probably interested is the ray stuff because uh, that has bugged me since the beginning and i think that's kind of like the driving force of the last two movies is who is this person why is she important she's our main character and we i still feel like we don't know anything about her after two movies so i mean like i need answers and i need them now and that's what that movie is gonna provide i need her and finn to finally you know do oh my god it's not happening it would be her and i've been talking about this for, for four years now okay like mm-hmm. it's happening I'm saying it right now, on record, it's happening. It's not happening. But real quick, are, are we are we excited for Chris Terrio? Uh, I mean, yeah. You have a you have a bad taste in your mouth because he dealt with Justice League uh, and Batman v Superman. Yeah, well, I thought he did some good with Batman v Superman, but we know Jesus that Christ, just Justice League, Justice League got shattered by everyone. It got shattered, but it wasn't just him. It got picked apart by every single person. Yeah, okay. It was a mixture of Whedon and Snyder and Terrio and Warner Brothers and DC and, like, all of these people involved. I mean, we have to go back to what Terrio, the, the movie that got him that got him started, Argo. Argo, yes. That film is incredible. From a, from a script standpoint, it is mm-hmm. so amazing. And, you know, J.J. may not be the strongest script writer, but you attach Terrio to him and they co- they co-wrote this. Psh, I I really think it's going to be one of the best scripts in Star Wars. I really do. This one? Yeah. So. Script-wise, it, be- it better be if it's the very last of the I know that Kasdan, I know that Kasdan is great and I I do think that The Empire Strikes Back will always hold that pedestal for me. It'll always be up there for me, but I really think that this one could challenge it in a way that no movie has in the You past. think Kasdan had a, any any Pardon I'm sure they called him like consult- consultant or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I definitely think that at some point they gave him a call or he was in the room with them, you know, saying or like maybe Kazan has a connection to a certain character like he did Han Solo, and he's like, and they called him he's like, what would he do in this situation? And they gave him a pointer. You know what I mean? And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that with someone like George Lucas too. I think they had to given yeah. this is the last Skywalker yeah. saga film. Mm-hmm. Bring him everyone in. Well, and game it everyone come in exactly use use the people of the past you know Dave Filoni maybe even had some say in there or, or uh, a John Favreau possibly because he's directed big budget movies in the past like I wouldn't be surprised if they called some big names and guys who have been there before um, to kind of get you know some some word or some words of advice so yeah. um, okay so moving on to our last story of the day is uh, a good one um, and it's an interesting one, and it's all about the Knights of Ren, and this comes, this was a tweet that was put out, um, from Molly Damon, and Molly Damon is the wife of Alex Damon, who runs the, or they both run the YouTube channel, Star Wars Explained, one of the greatest YouTube channels, um, out there for Star Wars, uh, he's the champion in the Schmodown, he's this genius of a guy for Star Wars, they both Literal. are, Literal um, genius. they both run it together, and she posted this tweet about, about the Knights of Ren's from some text that she got, and basically, the image, which I'll put up on the screen, um, 
it says that the Knights of Ren's faces and identities will be uh, mysteries by the end of the film. We will not know who they are as far as names go. We will not know what they look like. Uh, I'm sure we will get some kind of answers for them, obviously, because they're in the movie. Um, and we're going to find out why they are connected with the Kylo or what their connection is. Uh, but how do we feel about them being kept in secret, essentially, even though that we are going to be seeing them in the movie? So it just continues the trend that there are no one. I mean... Well, I mean, they could be someone. They're going to reveal some things. It all depends on how they they tie into the movie. Like you said, how they tie into to Kylo Ren. But if we don't know anything about them as far as species or who they are, why are we going to care about them? It all depends. And I say that saying also that it all depends on how they, they tie into to Kylo, right? And to the Knights of Ren. Like, like who, who are they, you know? If they're just faceless warriors, then that's not much to go off of. But if they have some fascinating history um, tied to Kylo, tied to the dark side, then I think uh, there's something that could be explored beyond Episode Nine. So I know that I know that he has a name, but this is very similar to what they did with Boba Fett, not giving him a face. I know that he has a name. I get it. But they could very much give them a backstory about 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 the Knights of Ren, mm -hmm. right? You know why is why is their name Ren? Um, where where does that come from? Why do they use the weapons they use, or maybe have the powers that they have? Um, and then well, we've already kind of seen a little bit of that too. One of their weapons was in Solo. Yeah, so yeah, it was. Them. Yeah, it was. Uh, and this takes place after Solo, so maybe how they got their weapons um, per se. I don't know if they have time for that, but. Um, I mean, I don't mind it because it also means that maybe they're saving it for something in the future. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like an origin, an origin of the Knights of Ren beyond Star Wars. I do like the point that you brought up about Boba Fett. That that's a good one. Very. Know, so, I mean, I know really... that he has a name, I, and uh, but at the time, he was a guy in a helmet. Didn't take his helmet off. He's just we didn't know what he looked like. We still don't know what he looks like. Oh, or he's a clone, obviously. Yeah. Um, or a copy of a clone. Uh, but then as time came on, we, we found out that he's from Mandalore, uh, uh, that he has this heritage, that he got his weapon here, and then it kind of expanded to the prequels and expands even more, uh, so on. So they could very well do that with these characters, maybe do a TV series about the Knights of Ren or something down the line. Uh, and I do believe that they're probably keeping this secret because of that reason. Probably. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I'm kind of with you a little bit with, like, if they have, like, history, I'm fine with it. But, like, these guys, the Praetorian Guards were some of my favorite characters. They were badass. They were not used as much as they should have been, but, I mean... We knew enough about them to yeah. love them. Yeah, I loved them. They were some... I mean, their scene in the movie was the best scene in the whole entire movie. So, I mean, it, that could be the same exact situation for this. Like, if they're used right, I don't give a crap. Like, as long as it's used right and they're not just stupid, like side characters Throw cause, away. yeah because yeah. we got we saw them in the first movie and everyone's like who are they like as long as it's not like that that's fine with me i mean do we expect to see them a lot we have to i was expecting I to see so. them in the last jedi but i think they're gonna do uh his bidding kylo ren's bidding like he's gonna go send them off i wouldn't be surprised if like at some point, they kind of, like, split up for a little bit, and, like, they run into the certain ones at certain places. I'll make a prediction. I think the movie opens with them. That'd be badass. 
I think it because it we do know that it takes place years after the last Jedi. Mm -hmm. Could very well, like maybe they are some kind of bounty hunter type things, and they're trying to hunt down the yeah, resistance. Or, his assassins. Yeah, mm -hmm. and we know that the Sith troopers, I believe, are working with them. If I'm not mistaken, like if the Sith troopers followed them, I'm pretty sure that's that the case. Or dope. I don't know if it's Sith troopers, but the Sith trooper at least, yeah, I know I believe is working with them, which uh -huh. makes sense. It's yeah, like, it's like, not standing by Kylo's side, you know. Yeah. Uh, if they're these highly trained assassins that he's sending out, like... You thought Anakin Skywalker marching into the Jedi Temple with a bunch of clones was badass? <laughs> Wait till you see this. Man. Yeah, I mean, it's topped. I mean, it, imagine, imagine a scene where you see Kylo with the mask surrounded by a Sith Trooper and the Knights of Ren. And these... I mean, these weapons gotta be badass... Because they're not any type of lightsaber or anything. Well, we saw the Praetorian Guards. Their their weapons stopped the lightsabers. The Viper Blades. Yeah, they stopped the lightsabers. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if they have stuff like that. Yeah, I mean they they could be. I mean, very... some of the, storm, the first order troopers had that stuff. Yeah, you're right from the Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah, so, with Finn. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they're I mean, one of them has like a giant axe. So I wouldn't be surprised. If we do in fact learn the history of the Knights of Rand and kind of dive into a little bit where they're from and whatnot, do you think that also includes Snoke? I don't think we have enough time. I think they're using Snoke. They're telling Snoke's story through the comic books and stuff like that. They're, there's not enough time to get me. But you have to keep in mind that the average moviegoer is not going to be reading the comic book. I know, but are people going to, after the disappointment of him dying in the last movie, are people really concerned about him right now? I don't think that they revisit that. Yeah. It's like Phasma. It's just Phasma was revisited, though. Phasma also got her own book. Yeah. Who says Snoke can't? Get his own book? Yeah. That's what I mean. I'm saying I don't think they're going to revisit Snoke in a movie. I wouldn't be surprised if they put him in, if they revisited him in a book, in a comic book, in something like that. But I, I think he'll be back. If we do, it's going to be like no more than five minutes. You can't have him in Palpatine. Uh, well, I mean. I could know. be a flat. I mean, it very well could just be a flashback. It. it Honestly, that's a good, good point. I didn't even think about that. It could that just be, be a flashback. That's him and Palpatine. People would be it like, might be a little bit too much. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's possible. I mean, that's was, so funny. We keep never talking never, about but... all these things like the Knights of Ren, and then I completely forget Palpatine's in this, and I'm like, it's a good thing about it. I'm like, what? So much going on. I'm like, oh my god, I forgot. So even... much going on. <laughs> Nothing beats that laugh at the end of the first trailer. Well, nothing yet. I got a feeling this latest trailer might. That that feeling when we and you guys haven't seen our initial reaction to the very first Skywalker trailer. I literally have screenshots. Um, <laughs> we we watched it live when it dropped at Celebration, and when we heard that laugh, Brian and I freaked out, like lost our mind. Um, and then the second trailer did some really cool things too. But I mean, uh, this new trailer, man, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting what they do and. Um, that wraps up the powder one today. We went a little shorter than normal today. Um, well, a little longer than normal, but a little shorter than what we planned on going, I guess you could say. Um, that's a good thing. So we have time to spare for next time as we have a whole bunch of stories coming out. Um, as I mentioned before, in Star Wars, there's a plethora of it happening. And uh, I wanted to mention before, uh, as I started, I forgot, I want to do it now. The powder one is going to be evolving as we do this, right? We're getting into our video now. Uh, with not just the Padawan, but we have Apocalypse Now, which is our weekly show um, that we are doing that's based around everything movies. 
with a, a, a cast of characters, us three, including Jacob and Keith, and maybe a few others, um, hanging out, talking movies. Um, and then the Paddle One and Nation are going to be video as well. And maybe these even involve doing a weekly thing with the amount of stuff that comes out. And so uh, we are very excited and looking forward to doing this. Um, eventually, we plan on going live with it one day. And it, that can only happen with your guys' support. So if you guys can do that, you know, like, share, comment, subscribe. It not only helps us as a channel, but it also shoots us up the chart a little bit. And more people can see it and recognize it and have some fun with it as much as we want to as well. And so um, for the paddle one today, we have C3GO over here on my left. We have Grand Admiral Sino. God, that's going to take me I'm so gonna long. I'm going to have to wear that. That's Grand Admiral. That's going to take me so long to get used to. Grand Admiral Sino. And then Qui-Gon Jake here, um, and then Admiral Ackbarns, and uh, Obi-Wan Jacoby. Obi-Wan Jacoby for the time being. <laughs> we'll see if uh, let's see if that sticks or not. Um, we'll be here eventually as we go on. But as I mentioned, Apocalypse Now, Nerd Nation, Paddle Podcast, Trailer Reactions. Uh, make sure you like, share, do all that good stuff. Check us out on uh, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere you can find podcasts. These will be up here on audio form as well. Uh, much easier for car rides and workouts and stuff like that. So go ahead and give us a follow there as well. Guys, thank you for joining us on our inaugural video episode of the Padawan. Very, very fun. Look Geo, yeah. Geo on an Geo, Geo on the Padawan. First to go. Hopefully we see more of him. Oh, bummed you weren't on Apocalypse Now last week because of Joker. But next week. Um, we'll be doing that this weekend as well. So mm -hmm. again, thank you for joining us on the Padawan. And may the Force be with you.